I love early mornings. It's uh, I've been up for about an hour and a half. It's 5.30 or so in the morning, and I'm sitting in front of the nice crackling fireplace. It's about uh, four degrees below zero Fahrenheit outside. And I was reading a friend's book. He gave it to me last month, The Quotable Contrarian by James Joseph. And it's a collection of wonderful quotes of all sorts. And uh, he's arranged them in just a brilliant way. And I read one having to do with the Holocaust. And, uh, and this quote was about how the German people were obedient, and no matter how hungry they were, they kept being obedient and, and just didn't question or, or change what they, what they should have uh, been thinking about and doing. And I remember first learning about the Holocaust back, oh, probably close to 40 years ago. My mother, uh, who was a secretary in Southern California in the 50s and 60s, had a boss, and she told me about this old man, and, and he had the tattoo, I believe, on his arm, the numbers uh, that he was given. He was a Jewish guy who had been in uh, Germany during the, during the bad days, in the 30s and 40s. And, uh, yeah, he had the number tattooed on his arm. And that was the first I remember being aware of what happened. And then as years went by, and I was going for my uh, my first undergraduate degree, and I remember reading, I believe it was The Painted Bird or The Red Bird, something like that. Uh, that was about, a, I believe it was a gypsy boy that walked around Europe and, and was just horribly treated, all kinds of nastiness. And, and I... I pondered for many years, and then I, I believe next degree I got was a, a bachelor's in social science, I believe. I don't look at those pieces of paper anymore, but I believe that's what it was in. And uh, so part of the social science study uh, was looking at people. Why, why, how do societies function? How do people do bad things? How, how can something happen 50 or 100 years ago that's really nasty, and a bunch of people write it down, and then later, people just completely ignore it and do it again. Uh, and I, I know history repeating itself is a, a fallacy. I read a book recently that made an excellent point that, no, it's not. It just looks similar to the, the same. But there, there is something to be said uh, for history repeating itself. You know, you, you look at the wheel, and the wheel has been around for a while. And generation after generation after generation, we go, huh. You know, a wheel with an axle and, and kind of build a little frame around it. And, yeah, we've got a wagon or a bicycle or a car or a bulldozer. And, you know, we, well, I guess not a bulldozer. That's a tracked thing. But uh, you, you get the point. We, we take some things, some pieces of human knowledge, and we use them. And we keep them for thousands of years and, and take advantage of them and use them to make humanity uh, better make 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 life better for individuals, and now I'm just I'm I'm astounded each time I look at at things like mass obedience to an entity that that people think is authority, how much harm it does, and yet it keeps happening over and over, and here I am just a couple degrees removed from some dude that had a tough time during the Holocaust. So it would be a second or third degree. He knew my mom. I knew my mom. Um, I'm that close to the situation. And 
I talked to a lot of friends and a lot of people are aware that the Holocaust happened and that a lot of other bad things have happened. Was it two or three hundred million people in the last century were killed by their governments? And that doesn't include war. That's just that's just regular governments doing their thing, making making democracy happen or whatever they call it. And yet we, the individuals of the world, we see some new flashy salesman-y type, snake oil salesman, say, you see all the problems around you? Well, we're, I'm here to fix them. Vote for me. <laughs> and then uh, we dummies, I don't vote anymore, so I won't put myself in that category, but some some misinformed, misguided folks, they they vote again. And, and of course, they're not, it doesn't matter who you vote for, but they're it, it matters whether or not you vote. And if you vote, then you're legitimizing the system. And the ruling class, they've got to be sitting around just incredulous. They're like, we're getting away with this again? Holy cow, how do we keep these people from catching on to what we're doing? And they're like, well, you know, I can just imagine the conversation, you know, well, in, in sales and marketing, you've got one of the big things, you've got to create scarcity. Then people will buy your product. So how do we make it look like this product is is really scarce and you're very fortunate to get it, this idea of voting? And they're like, ooh, I've got an idea, says old Bill in the corner of the room. He says, why don't we say that felons aren't allowed to do it? And then everybody will want to be not a felon so that they can do this vote thing. We're making it very scarce. And ooh, how about only men and only, only white men? And, and they're like, well... We need a little bit greater participation, so let's let men do it for now. Maybe later we'll let women do it, but let's keep it only people over 18 years old. My gosh, how lucky are we to be able to vote, say all of the the people who don't really understand the system. Oh, we we have a right to go and choose who it is that's going to rule us. uh, Oh, we're so fortunate. Like It is such a a scam i didn't realize this for years i was a voter oh my gosh it's embarrassing i voted for my whole adult life until 12 years ago like i really thought well i get to it matters i get (laughs) i get to have my voice heard and and you know it's it's better to get this person than that person well you know i once i did a little bit of reading a little bit of study, I realized that it's a, what do they call it, a false dichotomy? This idea that we have a choice, um, that, that the choice matters. And I absolutely believe that that there is, you know, some power in voting in, in which if you get the, the vanilla or the French vanilla, like that's, yeah, the voting can make, make it be one or the other. But the the real rulers have already decided we need the next thing to be vanilla. So let's give them an option of natural vanilla, vanilla, or French vanilla. And <laughs> and then there, there are those three options, and they don't care which one of those options. They've already pre-screened. They know that they're going to get some sort of vanilla. That's what they needed was vanilla. And so then they, they make all this pomp and circumstance, and we've got to make sure it's fair. We just... 
we don't want to accidentally have the French vanilla get in if it really should have been the natural vanilla flavor. And and everybody's just caring. <laughs> and you've got millions of people that are passionate and they're crying and, and they're fearful because, oh my, the, the vanilla got in instead of the French vanilla. Oh, what are we going to do? It's all going to be bad now. And the truth is, every kind of vanilla, it's like those old jacks when you jack up a car. It, it, you push down and it takes the car up an inch and then as you bring the handle back up, the car goes down a quarter of an inch. And so if you weren't looking closely and you only saw it once and you didn't measure, you might even think that it's simply going up and down equally. But the truth is, it goes up an inch, down a quarter of an inch, up an inch, down a quarter of an inch. So far, we're already at an inch and a half of game, or in the case of politics, uh, a loss for the people. And this has been going on and on and on for thousands of years. This this scam of authority, of of masters, of rulers, of uh they say lead, but lead isn't a good word to describe something that, you know, some people force other people to do stuff. It's, that that's, word should be way down on the list. So they're not political leaders. They're political masters or political rulers is a much better way to say it. And yet, millions of people still go for it. And right now, the, uh, the people who live in the, the geographical uh, area that the United States government has claimed, that's where I live, they, uh, a big group of them, voted. I'm probably over half of the humans in the country voted. I don't even know what the numbers are. If you, if you take up every single human being that lives or spends most of their time in the United States government's jurisdiction, I don't know what percentage of all of them voted. But I've I've got to assume that it's half-ish, 40, 50, 60 percent, something like that. Because, you know, nobody under 18 voted. <clears throat> none of the felons voted. Uh, none of the people, like the Menza people, or people with really high IQs, they didn't vote. The kind of lower IQ people, well, they probably did vote because both sides want them to vote. So I'm sure they offered them ice cream or something in order to vote. Um, and that's kind of derogatory way for me to put that, but that... That is really, truly, not just hyperbole, that's what happens, is people are promised a sweet treat in exchange for a vote. And if you can get enough of the poor, dumb people to say, well, yeah, I'll go down and take an hour or two out of my day and push a button, what am I going to get for it? Oh, you're going to give me $470 a month for years and years and years, yeah, I'll go down and invest one hour in pushing a button for you. So that's, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's sad and it's disgusting, but that happens. So the people in this this area that I live, uh, half-ish of them, went out and they voted, and the result of uh, that vote, that election, was that uh, a new kid, uh, Joey Biden, is is going to be the master of the the area. He's going to be the new emperor, and he's he's bad. The other option was was Donnie Trump. He'd have been bad. We kind of already figured out he wasn't great. 
Um, so you have two horrible options. And in some ways, one is probably better than the other. And in other ways, the other is better than the other. And But they're both going to keep ratcheting that that jack. And I don't know, maybe we should think about if there's a jack on the left side of the back of the car and one on the right. And it doesn't really matter if you're jacking up the part that you're making uh, drugs illegal or if you're on the other side and you're jacking it up making uh, capitalism illegal. I, you're still just taking away freedom from people. That's what governments do. Disgustingly, that's what they do. And yet, people do it again. They just picked this dude that is going to... Well, he's not going to. Obviously, he's a puppet. Like It's not, not like he gets to make the decisions on what he thinks and believes. or His strings are being pulled by I don't know who. Um, oh, it's conspiracy stuff that, you know, obviously there, obviously there are other people conspiring to rule the world and like, it'd be silly to not recognize that. Now, in, I think it's irresponsible to start saying, oh, I think it's the, the Gates family and the Rockefellers and because child molestation and blah, blah, blah. I don't know that all the big government leaders like not the ones whose names we know but the other folks i don't know if they're pedophiles or not like i think there's a lot of conspiracy wacko stuff out there that there isn't good proof of but we getting back to the real point it, i think yeah i think everybody knows that the president isn't really in charge of what happens and the congress aren't really in charge of what happens like there's a general direction and flow that every government around the world, or, or 95% of them, are going. And it's not just an accident that they all happen to be going in that direction. Uh, so, you know, it could be a good conspiracy. It could be a bad one. It could, whatever it is, it's a, it's a central plan to rule individuals from all over the world. And so one of the things that the the big fear is that the this guy on the left that's that's working the jack on the back of the car, this guy on the left, Joey, he's he's going to raise uh, taxes, is how they put it. I guess it's so much more polite to put it that way than saying he's going to steal money from people. So we'll just call it raising taxes. That has a cute ring to it. And so the more you produce, the more value you produce, whether it's by working your hands really hard or working your brain really hard or whatever it is, within a few years, he'll, he'll certainly make it so that, that more is being stolen from producers. And he'll certainly make it that when somebody who's produced a bunch dies, that the government will steal a bunch of that stuff that the person who died really wanted to hand it over to their kids. But nah, government will steal a bunch more of that and There'll be war. He'll start a war or two, because uh, that's what that's what governments do. It's the the health of the state is war. And I I look at this future and I just think it could be so much better. My my good friends who are Democrats, my good friends who are Republicans, I've got some capital L libertarian friends. I've got some actual libertarian friends, like voluntarist types, anarcho capitalists friends from a lot of different worldviews and for the most part they're all pretty good critters i kind of consider myself to be a pretty decent critter 
None of us want bad stuff to happen, do we? And yet, and yet, enough people went out and legitimized the system by voting. And now, look at what we're stuck with. Look at what we're stuck with now. And we had the warning. I knew about the Holocaust. You did too. We knew about people taking control over other people. We knew all of this. We should have been watching out for us. But we let them, the bad guys, the collectivists, we let them make us think that it was normal to go to their government schools for 12 years and get indoctrinated. Our parents probably went through that same indoctrination process. They went for all of it. We went for all of it. We all just fell for it. And so did our parents, so did our grandparents. And it keeps going on and on and on. And Christopher Hitchens says, a quote from him, we are an adaptable species and this adaptability has enabled us to survive. However, adaptability can also constitute a threat. We may become habituated to certain dangers and fail to recognize them until it's too late. You exist at the whim of people whose power does not derive from your own consent and who regard you as expendable, disposable. You merely failed to notice the moment at which you were conscripted. A normal life consists in living as if this most salient of facts was not a fact at all. That's what we've done. We've just, we've, we've completely let someone else conscript us. Unbelievable. And, and you know what? It's going to be happening 10 years from now, in 50 years from now, in 600 years from now. We know enough about history to know that with the current direction of the masters, there's going to be a distribution of the wealth that has been created. The class that has created it will now be distributed to those who are hungry, and, and they want to steal it one way or the other, as, as Will and Ariel Durant uh, from their wonderful book, Lessons of History, as they discuss, uh, every generation or two or three, there's a, a, a change in uh, power and in uh, wealth. So eventually the people who are hard workers and smart workers and who also do things in illegal ways, they end up, I shouldn't say illegal, I'd say immoral, like going to the government and getting the government to make a law that everybody has to have your widget or they're a criminal, like <laughs> doing that kind of favor-seeking uh, every so often, once those people have accumulated all of the wealth, then everybody who doesn't have wealth wants to get that stuff. So then they either get it back by armed violence, they'll go and steal it back, or they'll do it in an undercover way, and they'll get people like Joey and Donnie to be their president, and then they will make the laws that give that money, they take it from the government takes it from the people who produced it, who earned it, and then they give it to the people who really, really want it because they're not smart enough or lucky enough or hard enough working to go out and get it on their own. And that switch happens throughout history. Every few generations, every few hundred years, there are little ups and downs. 
But that that roller coaster is going to probably continue for hundreds and thousands of years as long as human beings are around. It is just unbelievable that we keep doing this as a species. And I don't know what the grand solution is. As I close out here, uh, I keep using this word we. We are letting this happen to us. They are doing this to us. All these collectivist words like we and us, uh, I use them because it's a, a bad habit I have. But in truth, I think the solution might be for each of us to think of ourselves as individuals. I get to choose whether or not I have a master. Whether or not I will legitimize somebody being my master. Now, I might still have a master because they're stronger than me. If I'm weak and and in a horrible situation and my master is very smart, think of a slave in the 1800s in the southeast U.S., I'm not blaming them for not escaping from the plantation. My concern would be if they thought that them being owned by another human being was okay, was a legitimate human relationship. And I say slavery was wrong. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it. Slavery is wrong. And government is wrong. What we experience today isn't as bad as the slave on the plantation, but it's bad. And I can't control this huge beast, this huge uh, illusion that so many people believe that government exists, that authority exists. And that's the only reason it exists is because a bunch of people believe it does. If everybody just started laughing at them and quit paying taxes and quit obeying them, Like, they can't put everybody in jail. They can't take everybody to court. They can't shoot everybody. It's just as long as as the majority keeps believing in them, they'll exist. So, on my little tiny part, I can say I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to speak in favor of any government. I'm not going to condone the process. I'm not going to legitimize it. I'm going to let the children who are growing up and are impressionable, they are never going to see me put my hand over my chest and pledge allegiance to a government. They're not going to see that from me. They're not going to see me doing anything that is not in line with my principles. I can provide that example to others. I can refuse to vote. I can try to teach others. I can try to be a a candle in the dark that kind of lightens up the, uh, I don't know, the idea of freedom, of truth, of voluntarism. Those are the things that I can do. And I don't know what you want to do. If you are content being a part of the machine, the part that pushes buttons in order to get what you want, and you think that it all matters and is legitimate, um... That's that's your choice. You would certainly be in the majority. Most people believe in the most dangerous superstition, which is the belief in authority. It's sad. Those are my thoughts on this cold winter morning. Well, it's cold outside. It's nice and warm here by my fireplace. My dog Remington just took a big, deep breath and sighed. He's curled up on the couch. It's a good day. It's a good life. 
and uh, hopefully we can each do our own little part and make it better.